The following podcast is a Dear Media production. That's So Retrograde live from New York City is brought to you in part by Skinny Dipped Almonds. Go to skinnydip.com and use code SORETRO for 20% off your first order. Here we are. We're in New York City. Hi. We're so excited to be here. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Oh, hello, Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Sambari. We just wanted to take a little minute before we uh, usher you into our live show that we did a few days ago here in New York and just give a huge, heartfelt, deep thanks to everybody that came to the show. And everyone who continues to listen from home. We were blown away by the community that came out, packing the room out. I mean, we just couldn't believe it. It was our first show in New York City, and we sold out the venue, and it was such a magical evening. We had Jamar Neighbors, who you guys will hear in a second, leading us in some phenomenal stand-up, and then, of course, Alexandra Roxo joining us on stage for a beautiful conversation, sharing her delicious moon goddess energy with us all. It was just such a special evening, and we wanted to thank everybody for not just coming to that show, but for joining us on this wild ride of That's So Retrograde that's been over the years, as we say at the top of the live show. Uh, The idea really happened about four years ago. So again, I'll reiterate it. Honor your ideas, guys, because you never know. It could bring you to a recording studio in New York City with Mm. your best friend. Mm. It's a freezing cold day, (laughs) and we couldn't be happier to be here. We're so thrilled to be here. So without further ado, here is our episode from September 23rd, 2018, live from Union Hall in Brooklyn, New York. Enjoy. Hi, you guys. This is really amazing. Hello. Whoa. Hi, guys. There's 100 people in your minimum. We sold out our first New York show. What about that? Hi. Thank you all so much for coming. has listened to the podcast before that's so retrograde awesome who here hasn't we're a dance show um thank you (laughs) you love choreographed dance it's your favorite thing yeah we'll be back out here shortly after our comic with a dance no Mm -hmm. we won't maybe next time we're in new york this is stephanie i'm elizabeth thank you all so much for coming um say hi to someone who you don't know yeah let's get real cheesy Now reach over and touch their body. (laughs) Us too. Yeah, we're good? We're friends now? Perfect. Wonderful. Good, amazing. Um, Okay, so we're so pumped. We have uh, a comedian for you right now who is one of my oldest friends in comedy. He's from L.A., and he's here in New York, and we're so lucky lucky to have him here tonight. And then we have special guest Alexandra Roxo. We're gonna have a cool talk with her. Some of you might remember her from season one, That's a Retrograde, with her web series, Be Here Now-ish. Yes, cool. You guys are like, I didn't know there was fucking seasons. They just go on and on and on. (laughs) 
Okay, we call it that. All right, so without further ado, shall we introduce him? Please welcome. Wait, hold on. He has credits in oh, show business. Right, this is important right, 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 right. because we started as open micers together, and now he's like a real professional person, so I want you to know about that. Uh, roast Battle on Comedy Central. Have you guys watched that? Just love Yeah! <laughs> he is heavily featured. He is in the movie Keanu, and he's also in What Would Diplo Do with James Vanderbeek? He plays... His imaginary friend. So, you guys, put your hands together for the great, the wonderful Jamar Neighbors. Ah. 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 Oh, shit. Damn. Shit. Look at all these ladies in here. I'm smelling all of your seats after this. Yeah, goddammit, I am. Y'all, and, and ain't nobody in here ugly. Oh yeah, your, your seats are getting sniffed for show. Happy birthday. Man, so, what is everybody's names? Right, 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 right. Okay, cool, man, shit. Me, am I single? Is that what you asked me? Tell you something about me, man. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, you know, I do my thing. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm a sex symbol in Compton. <laughs> I am, man, sex symbol, man. You know, and it's cool, cause I like being a sex symbol in Compton, man, cause you know what I'm saying? They don't frown on HIV, you know? <laughs> you really think I got HIV? Shut up. Fuck, man, I'm on uh, I'm on um, I'm on Bumble out here, man. Y'all ain't showing a nigga no love for real, <laughs> dude. I'm making me an app, man. It's called Go Daddy Go. It's, yeah, man. It's just like Bumble, but for dudes who don't got dads and everything. So you can match up with a dad and then go out on a dad date and get to know him, nigga, and have him raise you for like 45 minutes. <laughs> it's tight, man. That'd be cool. He'd show up and shit, you'd be like, you was late, you wasn't here for me. You'd be like, I just met you, son. Like, you call me son, you get five stars. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Compton, man. If you guys don't know what Compton is, the Hunger Games called it District 12. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, I, all right, I'm gonna tell you something about, about these fucking ladies in Compton, all right? And don't tell them that I told you about this shit, all right? There's this one bitch in Compton that I went to go see, right? Um, women, clean up your fucking house, please, okay? And take care of your shit, all right? This one girl I went to go visit, she lived in the projects, my bad. <laughs> she lived in the projects, whatever. You know, I, I went over her house or whatever because she was an old friend and shit, you know? And my old friend, I mean, I've been trying to fuck her forever, you know? <laughs> Much like Stephanie and Elizabeth here. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm sitting on this girl's couch and everything. And, you know, it's projects and everything. Man, I'm sitting on her couch. And uh, she had a stripper pole in her fucking bed, in her fucking living room and shit. It was cute, you know? And uh, we're sitting there, we're chilling and everything. And a, uh, and a rat ran across the fucking floor. And I said, excuse me, uh, you got rats. <laughs> 
And she said, no, I don't got rats. I got one rat. <laughs> I'm healing y'all right now. Yes. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm so, look, 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 man. I'm all, about, I'm all about that Reiki shit, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm only about it because I ain't got no medical insurance. <laughs> shit, nigga. I feel some shit in my ankle. I be like... <laughs> ah, there it is. It's one, two steps. <laughs> Fucking meditation, man. God damn it. That's probably the worst mistake I've ever made in my life, kind of story. Because it's, it's, I'm too woke. I was really ignorant at first, you know? And I was a better person, because I didn't know shit. But now, I meditate, and now, you know, my, my, it's like, I be wanting to make choices, but now I'm conscious of the consequences of those choices, and now I'm responsible for that shit. And I don't like responsibility. I'm like my daddy, man. I'm like, if I could walk out of meditation and everything I've learned, then I would do that, but I can't. So I'm here, I got a kid, and it's a third eye. And <laughs> the fuck? I gotta nourish this motherfucker? I be putting clear eyes on the bitch and everything. Really trying to take care of this shit. I guess. Oh man. Y'all smoke up in here? Y'all do a little bit of y'all do a little bit of smoky poo? Yeah, man. Ain't nothing wrong with no damn smoking, alright? Shit now. You ever can't find your lighter, so you throw the blunt in the microwave and put it on for like a minute to see if it warm up? You ever do that? That shit do not work. You got an edible on your hand at that point, you might as well eat that shit, it's burnt. I got no kids, man. Speaking of fucking smoking, I ain't got no goddamn kids, man. That's cool, I guess, man. I know I can't have no kids, because the other day I was watching my nephew and he fell asleep on my lap. And as soon as he fell asleep on my lap, I started rolling a blunt on his back. <laughs> he moved a little bit, and a piece of my weed nug rolled off into his ear. <laughs> I put that on my life. I had to get that booger squeezy thing that you get the boogers out of the fucking baby nose. I had to fish that motherfucker out of his ear with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I got no damn kids, man. I want, I want kids. I'm too accustomed to pulling out, man. You know, it's, it's like, a, it's like a knee-jerk reaction and shit. Like I, I be wanting to stay in, but you know, I can't. You know, you know, what I'm saying I promise girls babies, but I just can't commit. You know, I begin it like, yeah, girl, this me and you. Uh, 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 All right, girl, it's over there in the corner if you want it. You better get it up for the dog, get it up. Get it up for the dog, get it up. Too damn late, goddammit. That is damn dog gonna have my babies. I can't fucking sell them damn puppies. Like, that one, them Rock Riley got big lips and a gap. How the fuck we gonna... Fuck, man, I guess, dude. <laughs> I'm about to get a tattoo of Barack Obama on my face. Mulatto ink and everything. Fuck it. 
Yeah, man. Then I'm gonna start committing crimes. They gonna be like, who did it? I'm be like, oh man, Barack Obama. <laughs> Big ass lips. Fuck, <laughs> man. I don't fucking know. Hey, man, I'm from Compton. Like I told you, man. You know, Compton's a cool place. Let me ask you this, man. Why every time you try to snatch an old lady purse, she always swing it at you? <laughs> like you. Ain't that stupid? It's like, dummy, everything I want in a purse is now flying out of this motherfucker. Is that smart on your end? You dummy, give me all these Werther's Originals, bitch. Give me all these strawberry candies. God, man. Compton, man, it's rough. Dude. Gay people out there are fucking rough too, man. I had a tongue ring and a motherfucker ran up to me and, uh, and, and robbed me for my tongue ring. It was crazy. You know, I was just sitting up there on the bus stop like this. The motherfucker's like, give me that thing out your mouth. I was like, what? It's a real diamond. Get it to me. And yeah, I gave it to him. I was like, get it. Here. He's like, put it on my tongue. I was like, what? You extra it out. All right, here you go. Put it on his tongue. He's like, thank you. And he fucking ran off, you know? My neighborhood's rough. You ain't been there. That's why you looking like that with your arms crossed. I'm gonna take you to Compton. We gonna figure this shit out. You could really climb the ladder in Compton, man. You could be, you could be a social worker. You could be all that shit, man. Yeah, man, Compton's weird, dude, you know? You know the Crips painted all the stop signs blue? That's real shit, so now only handicapped people stop there. People be mad as fuck, man. If you don't move all these goddamn wheelchairs, I'm trying to get to work. Oh. Yep. So, who wants to have my child? <laughs> yeah, man, we gotta mix these babies, man. I'm telling you, that's the future, bro. Compton and, and where y'all from? Oh, New York. Yeah, man, Compton and New York babies coming together, man. I ain't mad at that, dude. <laughs> Nah, you heard my said earlier. I'ma just pull out, man. I'm here for the for the pull out. <laughs> Fuck, man. All right, man. This is gonna be a fucking fantastic show, man. I'm glad you guys came out. Give yourselves a round of fucking applause for being here. You guys have been amazing, man. Listen, I want you guys to enjoy yourselves, man. Uh, these are my girls, man. I love these motherfuckers. Did you guys get your lighters? Oh, okay. That's all right, all right, I'll give him the damn lighter. All right, all right, goddamn. Y'all can't have y'all lighter to the end. You stay to the end, you get a lighter. All right, hey, oh, yeah, but uh, this is gonna be fucking phenomenal, man. These ladies work hard. I've known them forever. Uh, give it up for my girl, Stephanie Simbari, Elizabeth Knott, and give it up for That's So Retrograde! <laughs> We know what you're thinking. You're listening to our live show in NYC. You're loving it. You're motivated to do your thing. And you're probably like, hmm, cognitive, crystal clear thinking. I'd love to feel it. I'd love to call that in for this fall equinox. I have to say that since I started taking Omax Cognitive Boost, I feel I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to be able to pay attention or think quickly or be on my toes when I walk into professional or social situations. I'm someone who definitely 
has experienced brain fog over the years. And this is such an incredible tool to minimize that. Yes. If you're looking to elevate work performance, improve your motivation, get that promotion you've been chasing, all while keeping the kids and the family happy, then Cognitive Boost is the boost you need to get there. So it combines one thing you've definitely heard of, which is omega-3s, with alpha-CPG. So omega-3s are critical to brain health and they support key cognitive function. And then mixed with alpha-CPG, which is the key to faster neurotransmission, it improves your mind-body connection. Science stuff. It's safe. It's natural. It's backed by years of clinical research. And also, we've tried it and we love it. We're on it right now. Yeah, we've been... Uh, Can you say you're on something? <laughs> I guess. Or you're just... We um, we're are metabolizing it right now. And we have it with us. We take it together every day. It's a very cute moment. Mm-hmm. And if you head over to omaxboost.com, that's O-M-A-X-B-O-O, st.com slash retrograde you've got 70 percent off a one-month supply plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee elizabeth every morning am i i forgot mine you guys so every morning i'm like can i have an omax it's a thing i love it but i'm happy to share because i know how great it is for us and it's the type of thing that's like over time you notice clarity it's not like a one-hit wonder type thing totally try it for a month and let us know what you think so that's omaxboost.com slash retrograde and it's a 70 percent off deal you guys get involved namaste boosting back to the show Jamar neighbors, you guys. Jamar. He's not ignorant. He just plays ignorant A wellness TV. guru for a new generation. <laughs> also, there's only five lighters, and that's for people who ask questions. There's only We're four because we gave Jamar one. So okay. we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We've got other surprises. Don't you worry. Sorry. Right. We're going to be our own stagehands really quickly. Hold on. I'll just keep talking. Um, okay. Well, what's your name? Savannah. Savannah. And are you living in New York City? Yes. And where are you from? Savannah from Wisconsin! <laughs> Crowd work, thanks so much for listening to our show. Never miss it. You never miss it? What's your favorite episode? Oh man, I've been enjoying a lot of your Shway episodes. Ooh! Ooh. Shway has changed my life. And you know I listen to it a lot when my boyfriend knows your theme song. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, can you send us? I want to make like a compiled video slideshow of all boyfriends singing theme songs because you're not the first person that's told me this. Does he does he get down with the topics? Does he fuck with wellness? Or is he just the monster? Slowly but surely. Good. We have to lead the way. How did I do with this stage? What? How did I do with the stage? You did great. Thank you. I thought you were asking me how you look. Oh, well, you look great. I don't need to get on that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You look fine. Thank you. So yeah. do you. Great. Perfect. But do you guys remember when right? we called ourselves the Fat Olsons? Yeah. No one liked that. That's funny, right? <laughs> so a lot of people wrote in and were like, they're not fat. They're not body positive. Fuck these girls. We some people unsubscribed. So we named our corporation Fat Olsons. So take that. Sorry. <laughs> and now every single check we get is to says Fat, fat Olsen on it. <laughs> Take um, back the word, guys. Take it back. Fat Jewish Olsen Inc. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's something else. All right. Wait, well, so I just wanted to, before we start, say yeah. that it was four years ago this weekend that uh, that That's the Retrograde was downloaded into the universe. So. On the fall equinox. Yeah. 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 
Wow. So really, really, this is such a confirmation, just seeing all you guys here, that it's it's working. It's working. Because sometimes we're just recording in studio, and we're like, Mom, like, who's listening? <laughs> we don't know who's... I forget that people... I said the Adidas Falcon thing, like, nine times. Elizabeth's like, they fucking know that Kylie's doing Falcon. Shut up. <laughs> You've said this every episode for four weeks. I'm just trying to cash in. Does anyone know her? Or... No. Just keep talking about it, right. I think. Did keep you guys know that Kylie's doing a Falcon line? <laughs> fucked up. Keep doing it. Yeah, so, but I think the testament and what I think the message that four years later that we really have, that's really been proved mm -hmm. is that, like, honoring our ideas. Like, it's, they come through our mind all the time and how do we know which one to pay attention to? I think it's an inner knowing that obviously the practices that we talk about on that so retrograde uh, hope to fine tune, mm -hmm. aid in fine tuning. And so if anything, before we start our talk with Alexandra, I just want to just encourage you all to honor those ideas that come through your brain. Cause Isn't she just the sweetest? You never know. She's the most darling human. <laughs> I'm like, dicks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank I love you. you. I love you too. Okay, let's start. Okay. Okay, so this person is someone <laughs> uh, that we've had on the show once before. As I said earlier, she made an incredible web series, Be Here Nowish, that when we saw it, we were like, holy we fucking shit. We have to have these creators. With this. You, can still, you can still watch it, right? Yeah. Where can they find it? <laughs> on the internet? Yeah. Okay. Um, anybody, just out of curiosity, has anyone here seen that web series? Okay, a few. You guys should check it out. Okay, Alexandra, come on out here, love. <laughs> You're like, huh? It's so, <laughs> welcome, everybody give a big round of applause to Miss Alexandra Roxo. We are so happy to have you here today. I'm so happy to be here. You can take that off, you can okay, leave yeah. it on, whatever yeah, like floats it. your boat. Um, so, as we said, we, you guys met somehow. I think we were just fans of each other. Was that it? I feel like, internet? yeah, Instagram Cute. friends and fans. I think fans. so, yeah. I yeah. was like, I saw your web series, and I, how did you make the thing that was yeah. inside my brain? <laughs> like, for real, so amazing. Yeah. And then we became friends. And then you guys came on the show to talk about Be Here Now-ish. Yes. And since then, your life has really turned such a magnificent, magical, mindful corner. Talk to us about, so you were writing, producing, and acting, yeah. and obviously spiritually curious and tapped in and all of those things, but talk to us now about what you've been up to. Yeah, so I was an artist and a creator, and I made Be Here Now-ish, which was this web show. It's kind of like the, the dawn of the web show. No one was really making web shows except like Broad City and High Maintenance, and so we kept get, getting mentioned with them, and... But people were still not really sure, like, is a web show, like, going to really work? Like, is that going to stick? And the funny thing is, like, it didn't, it, it stuck in the sense that YouTube stayed YouTube, and then people just, like, went to Netflix and HBO. Right. And I don't think people are really ever, like, there's not really a way to monetize that stuff. So, but we did a Plus the judgment. What? Plus, like, the, the judgment that people have about the internet still, I feel, where it's like, it's t not TV. It's not TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did a Kickstarter and somehow managed to raise, like, $50,000, and then we were featured in The New Yorker and The London Times. We hadn't even made the show. We were like, ha, ha, ha. Everybody's <laughs> believing this big joke that we have. Like, you know, we, we were just talking about uh, meditation, spirituality, 
It's from, so good. You have to watch it. It's and just from incredible. a goofy standpoint, because literally I've been doing so many practices since I was like 12, like talking to psychics, going to retreats, like meditating in a cave in Italy and laughing at myself the whole time, because that's just important to me. It's like in the show, we have this ayahuasca scene and no one had put an ayahuasca ceremony, I don't think, in a show yet. And it was just like, it was ridiculous. Like, people are hitting themselves in the head. This one woman's having, like, an orgasm in the corner. Like, this other person's talking to their father. And that was literally, like, the life that I was in at the time. That's and I was imprinted like, in my brain is what an <laughs> ayahuasca experience is. I've never tried it. And I'm like, <laughs> and every time I think about it, I'm like, am I ready for that? Like, fucking <laughs> on a roof or whatever you guys And it's doing. satirical, so it's not real. So, like, people that are diehards are like... I can't believe you you put that ceremony in it like that. You totally disgrace the medicine. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a show. It's comedy. Um, but I I loved talking about my experience and I've written about like my spiritual experiences, like how to use mushrooms as couples therapy and like <laughs> stuff like that for years. Um, and then I had this this moment where it was like, okay, it's time to stop making this silly and help others. And I was like. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? This is me, my conversation with God. What do you mean? But but it's really fun to laugh at this stuff, and it's hilarious. Like the, the, my life, like talking to like an angel, and then going to a meeting at CAA. Like this is great. But there was this moment where I I had and it was a moment in a ceremony. Anyone in here ever done plant medicine ceremony work? By the show of hands or applause, like, I guess is the anybody? audio version They're of New the showing hands. No? The New Yorkers, you're, you're like. <laughs> You have? There's someone? Yay, cool. Um, well, and sometimes if you have any kind of peak experience or psychedelic experience, in mine was in the psychedelic experience, I had this kind of wake-up call. It was like, girl, you're drinking too much. You are not living consciously. You're not fully practicing what you're preaching. And it's time to step the fuck up. And that was the voice. And it was like, it was like I had been sort of standing on stages and like in magazines thinking it was really cool, but also not really healing my inner world. My inner world was a little too chaotic. And so I was like, all right, all right, all right. And then I started working as a, a coach and a healer. And just that me meant I had to deal with everything inside of myself. Like I had to really get right with myself um, and stop being cool. Like I... I literally had to peel off all of my two coolness and just be whatever I am now, which is really not cool. But I remember even when you were, before you had fully transitioned into the coaching, you, you were doing it a little bit and you were kind of like, I think this is like maybe a thing. Yeah, it was weird. I hated the word coach. I still sort of do. I think it's super like patriarchal and capitalist or something. But it's something that people understand. And I was like using other words like, I'm a transformational healing artist. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most extra thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Which I fucking love. But it's like, our people are like, uh, I don't know if I want to pay for that. It's a yeah. lot of syllables, too. <laughs> so I'm like, people will pay a coach. People will pay like $1,000 an hour for a coach. So I was like, you know, I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. But it's taken me a minute just because I was like, I'm an artist and like I want to just be living in this experience. And But once I started doing sessions with people, I realized that they were 
a combination of energy healing and meditation and visualization. And they were super, and they are super artistic because that's the background I come from. And I went to acting school. So like I'll be in a session with one of my clients and I'll have her like screaming and crying on the floor. And I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. And it's like, that's the same as directing. It's like if I'm directing a scene, you know, and I, I'm asking a character to feel the depth of their sadness, then that is essentially what I would do. So there's just so much crossover. And once I got in the rooms with clients and I was like, oh fuck, this is, feels really fun to be able to help someone move through anger, sorrow, anxiety by taking them on this journey in like an hour, this catharsis, it's very similar to like theater, comedy, anything. It's beautiful. I'm going to take a break from our live show to give love to skinny dipped almonds. What a great time to have a snack. You should take a break. Go grab a bag and start chowing down to up your sugar to keep paying attention. Skinny dipped almonds has a thin layer of delicious chocolate in a multitude of flavors for Mm. you to enjoy just like we are right now. Exactly. They're like a candy snack for the generation of people who isn't trying to eat candy. But we're going to spare you the mouth noises. Right. Sorry, I did that before, but that was just to irritate Elizabeth. I won't do that to you guys. (laughs) We love Skinny Dipped so much, and they are offering our listeners 20% off. So head over to SkinnyDipped.com. That's S-K-I-N-N-Y-D-I-P-P-E-D.com. Use promo code SORETRO for 20% off your entire order. That's incredible. Namaste, snacking and enjoying this live show. Mm. So what is the practice? So someone comes to you for uh, Session. session. What's like the most common thing that you're seeing people for? So I work with a lot of women who either are really living in like a masculine kind of more, and I'm using that as an archetypal word, but in a masculine kind of, energy, right? Like go-getters, people who are just like super driven, a lot of yang, if anyone in here knows, you know, kind of Chinese medicine, a lot of um, power, fire, drive, but aren't really in touch with their softer feminine side. Um, And maybe have closed their heart a little bit and don't really understand what it means to surrender or to flow or to just like kind of let go a little bit. So it's like, that was me. I would go to like Pilates and then boot camp and then soul cycle. And like, I was like, "Mm." (laughs) this is like, and that's when I was like, I'm moving to LA. I'm just going to like shut the fuck up and move to LA because so many of us have that. And it's just like coffee, soul cycle. And it's not, (laughs) it's not like, it's not this bulletproof. And then you add bulletproof and then you're just like, woo! But do you guys, there's not a bulletproof coffee in New York though, right? There is. You're missing out, I'm sorry. Make it yourself. It's crack, it's so good. You need three ingredients. But I know, but it's super masculine. So it's like, it it, it can be. I mean, don't quote me on that, Dave Asprey or whatever. I'm sorry, but it can be so like, (laughs) he's not here. It's also like, (laughs) he's listening to your podcast, (laughs) dog. It's also, according to Alyssa Vitti, has a much stronger effect on the women's endocrine system and doesn't do anything to a man. So we need to be mindful. Exactly. Which is the same thing. It's like, it it is. It's, It's like, converting you to an energetic also and physically that um, is more yang and therefore your period might get off track and stuff so um, so yeah a lot of women come to me wanting to like just get more juicy and they're feminine and feel what it's like to kind of get out of that um, you know hardcore workout like scheduled type A vibe and into something a little bit 
a little softer. More receptive. Yes, very good. The left side. Yes. The receiving yeah, side. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh-huh. And the, the feminine receptivity, I think, is something that we're all, like, so just shut down from. Yeah, and I mean... Because it doesn't function. Yeah, it's a bummer when you're dating and you're sending a vibe, like... I'm not open to receive. And you don't even know you're doing it, you know, because it's actually an unconscious energy that you're sending out that's just like closed for business. And you'll see like beautiful women and they're like, why aren't I meeting someone? Or like, I keep meeting people who are, you know, unavailable or whatever. And it's like, well, part of your energy is just like totally not available. I know that sounds like maybe a little woo-woo if you don't know about energy, but it's just like your vibe is off. These are our people, everyone. Okay. Everyone's on board. Do you guys know about energy? <laughs> Heard of it? <laughs> it's so dark out here. It's so dark out here. I have no idea who I'm talking to. It's just like, I'm imagining that anyone and everyone is there, so I want everyone to feel included. This is the horror so of being a stand-up comedian. You just can't see anyone. Zoinks. <laughs> yeah, I'm retired, so... <laughs> talk about that a little yeah. like tapping into our feminine I, our world does not set us up to be able to lean in with that not we've, the western world we've been told to essentially shut that off from a very young age yeah. even the way that like our work weeks are set up and our schedules all go towards the male hormone system the clock of the, the clock of the male so what are like are there a few little things that we can do just to like tap into the feminine so that we can maybe like have some more grace in, in a given situation? Yes. More grace and more dates. Grace, more and, grace dates. and dates. <laughs> um, New there. workshop, you're welcome. <laughs> grace and dates. Collab. <laughs> yeah. Into it. Um, there are a lot of different things you can do. And the first thing is just to spend some time where you're not in that cycle of scheduling and you know doing everything off that external calendar I mean I do a lot of work around the moon and aligning my inner world with the moon so that I have something besides the sort of Gregorian sun patriarchal capitalist based system of understanding time uh, so when I look at a moon cycle I can be like well, where have I come internally in this last cycle that is, you know, the moon is traditionally associated with the feminine and with mystery and with the darkness and with this kind of uh, this subconscious under the sea kind of vibe. So when we tap into that, we tap into our feelings. So one of the first things I would say if you want to get to know the feminine side is to learn to feel all your feelings. This is one of the things that we have been taught not to do because it does not fit into being a worker bee. You know, you cannot be feeling your feelings all day and being like incredibly productive. You would get nothing done, right? Describes the last 10 years of my life. I've gotten literally nothing done, but I've cried a lot. So check. (laughs) But we have a full moon right now. Yes, yes, it's a full moon. It's an Aries full moon, which, you know, Aries is a fire sign. Any Aries in here? Woo! Yeah, great. I'm a water sign. I'm like, I'm so the opposite. Like, get away from me. <laughs> yeah, you're fire, and I'm like super Pisces. But, no, but it actually works at times. Um, and then sometimes I'm like, can you say that to me, like, with a little bit more gentleness? <laughs> Ruby, who's one of my closest friends who runs this online platform, The Numinous, we work together, and she's an Aries. 
and I'm a Pisces, and at times I will have to ask her, could you just add like a like a hello before the text, you know? Just like a little kind of like, you know, uh, bedroom talk or something to warm me Some up. Some four, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some foreplay. Um, but yeah, it's an it's an Aries full moon and uh, Aries a fire sign. So it's a it's a if you think about the moon in terms of your emotions, it's like okay, Aries is is fiery. It's the first sign of the zodiac. It's the I sign. It's the I am sign. It's the self sign. And I'm not an astrologer. I'm just like a hobby. So I enjoy it. But so if you could think how that relates to your emotional self, right? Fire is, is not water. Water is associated with emotions. Fire is associated with anger, with power. Um, so thinking about how that relates to your emotional self, to your inner self. So it's a fiery full moon, you know? It might bring up some things that are a little bit more direct in that sense. Um, it's not a super emo kind of a full moon, or it's not like dark, it's not heady. It's just like a little bit more direct. Does that make sense? Yeah. We're talking about things that are hard to like put into little are words. Are we feeling that today, you guys? Yeah. yeah. I hope you didn't think that you came here to cry because this isn't the moon for that. <laughs> it's so. not. But I think I cried today. Wait, did I cry today? <laughs> I love that as like a checklist in your to-do list. Uh, go get groceries, jump off my car, cry. Well, crying is like, it really is. If you think about your eyes are the windows to your soul. So I think of it as like a little sh shower. Like it's just happening. <laughs> it's like a layer and I know that I'm most beautiful after I cry. Mm. Like, I'm gonna be real. You're one of the few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say cry face does not really? suit me. No, after yeah. you cry, not during the cry, after. Right. Have a look at yourself in the mirror after you cry. Your face will have softened. Mm. Likely emotions and like some like stored things will have moved. And if anyone has ever been in a relationship and you've cried in front of your partner, chances are like, they like they want to procreate after. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, the post cry fuck. Sure. Totally. <laughs> it's a real aphrodisiac. So just think about it when you're feeling your feelings that you're literally like sloughing off the hardness mm. of mm. the world and you're becoming like a little bright and shiny flower again. Aww. Yeah. I love that. Visual. I love that. So you can do that often. I mean, I have clients who, who have are like, what do you mean cry every day? I'm like, get in the fucking bathtub and turn on whatever the hell music makes you cry. What is it, like some bright eyes or some... Oh my God. Yes! <laughs> Anyone else in here my age? Yeah. Yes, I love bright eyes. Thank you for bringing that up. That was up. the first thing. I, I was like, bright eyes, cat power. Bright eyes, cat power. <laughs> Basically, like original cast recording of anything from Broadway will get me there. Totally. I just love it when people come together to like perform. I it just like <laughs> makes me like lights up my soul. I recently listened to all of Rent and was sobbing. Done. And I was like, this is sad. When they, when they do the harmonies, I'm over it. I can't handle it. My brother was like, yeah, they die of AIDS. Of course it's sad. What's wrong with you? I was like, oh. I got Why so wrapped up in the rock music, I forgot. Why were we so obsessed with that that musical? I think it represented, amazing. well, really good music, but also it represented like an idealized freedom, similar to kind of what you're talking about in a weird way, where like they just lived on their own tip, and we were all like, we want to live on our own tip, just without the AIDS. Right. <laughs> Ideally. Hopefully. But you know what? Whatever. If you have it, you had fun, so. All right, relax. All right. Jesus Christ. On, I'm sorry, I don't it know where happens. to go from here. <laughs> the show's it's over. Right. I really brought it down with that AIDS stuff. <laughs> um, 
Okay, but so back to the moon. <laughs> so we know what makes Steph cry. Um, literally no segues. Um, but I feel like most people know about the full moon and the new moon of it all. That's like well documented, at least in the so retrograde universe. But then all the moons in between, what about them? Yeah, well, it's like, you know, you have the, the moon when it's just a tiny little sliver, and that means it's growing, it's waxing into fullness, and then you get to fullness, and then it wanes, and then it becomes small into darkness. So it's just like a life cycle. It's a way to look at your, your time, your life, your growth. And once you start aligning with it, just like the full moon, uh, people are more agitated statistically. There's more accidents statistically. There's more people in the hospital. There, we are comprised of water, and the, the moon does bring in the tides. So when there's, if you can think about that, that vibe that we do feel scientifically through our body, when it's gone and completely dark, we also feel the lack of it. And people don't, it's, it's subconscious, right? We're talking about subtle things. So if anyone in here practices any sort of kundalini or any type of meditation or yoga, you're working with a subtle body. Once you get to know the subtle body and once you get to know the cycles of the moon and you start paying attention, wow, I feel a little bit more energy around the full moon. You might not. You might feel overwhelmed and actually tired. Everyone's system is different. Yeah. But for me, when the moon is waning and dark, I usually feel sad. It's usually my time to shed, to let go of some stuff. And it's like me and, and my best friend were just like, oh, waiting moon. And I try not to schedule as much in my calendar during that time because I know better. I usually don't want to be seen during that time. I don't want to be like extroverted. I want to go to like big parties. Um, and it's just something to pay attention to. It might be different for you, but if you start noticing, oh, around the waning moon, I feel anxious or I feel this, you can prepare. It's just like syncing your life with your cycle, like Elisa Vitti talks about in Woman Code. If um, any of you guys have read that, that book changed me, got my period back on track after all that soul cycling. Um, <laughs> and I've never had a problem since, but it was like recognizing I can't go at 100 miles an hour every day, always. Like, I need to slow down. And there are times of the month where it's not the best thing to go work out cardio. It's to take a whole week off. And when I was younger, I was like, oh, a whole week off from working out? When she told me that, I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> like, I was, because who wants to work out when they're on their period? Nobody wants to do that. No, it doesn't feel right. It's like your body needs to rest. Yeah, and she literally writes, consider napping and exercise. Yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, Erica Chitty Cohen mm. suggested that I do move my body. But Lightly, walk, gently, gentle a walk, walk yeah. a stretch class, something like that, which I had never done because I was in so much pain always, mm -hmm. and it changed everything. And mm -hmm. I hadn't done that in you know the twenty some years that I had been experiencing that level of pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it's like getting to know your system. You can just write this stuff down in a journal, and then after a few months, you just notice, oh, I should be creative around my, you know, my. Um, ovulation I forgot already what it's called around my ovulation and um, and that maybe corresponds with where the moon is maybe the moon is growing and being full but maybe not you might ovulate when the moon is waning and you might have more energy there so it's like just paying attention for yourself for me it's just a way to chart the growth and to see it separate than like my work calendar and it's ancient many many cultures over time uh, and still use the the lunar calendar to track so much it's very powerful it's just not something that culturally that we we don't really take nature 
into account in, in this country so much, the way that nature is cycling and shedding and, and growing. It's just not something that was a part of the puritanical values or whatever. We're trying we, to shift that, though. Yeah, so exactly. Take, take, take control. Look at the moon. <laughs> so this is part of the feminine conversation as well, whereas like in society, feminism for the 20th century was sort of just like, be a woman like a man. Exactly. You know, do what they do like them, but do it better. And cool, I'm on board with doing it better, obviously. But in a way that functions for our internal clock. And I feel like that's the work that you're really doing is to get people in tune with that in order to like be the height of their productivity, et cetera. Um, so I feel like what are ways that we can connect with our femininity in a way that is not like intrusive to our, because it would be great if we could all just like quit for weeks, but yeah. we have to integrate this into our life. Yeah. Well, I have surrender Saturdays is what I like to mm. call it, where I do not open my phone, you know, unless I have to meet a friend or something like that. And I literally like take a day off from the phone as much as possible. Um, and I create an environment and a day for myself that I am like a slow paced, delicious goddess. And like if I have that one day and if I make it sacred and that might be going and taking yourself for a massage. It could be literally kind of lounging or taking a bath. Whatever actually helps you to unwind. Not just like going and reaching for a drink or something that would unwind you quickly, but actually enjoying the experience of unwinding. And it might be, it might be laying with a glass of wine and like just relaxing, you know, on the couch. But it's, it's, there's a difference between escaping and trying to check out quickly and like luxuriating. And it's like, if you look at, you know, like Elizabeth Taylor, Sophia Loren, or some of these like kind of like archetypal textures of femininity, it's like Sophia Loren or someone like that. It's like there's a movement and there's, there's a freedom that's kind of just like in the body there. That does not come from rigidity. So my favorite ways are to, um, to move and to do movement practice. So you could go to a dance class, but again, structured dance is gonna be, is not gonna help. So if you go to dance class, you're like, one, two, three, you're still like in the head. Mm -hmm. And and so there's a practice that I love called five rhythms. Have you guys been to the I one in LA? I haven't tried it yet, no. I the one in LA is amazing. Um, the teacher there, she's a shaman, she's incredible. Literally those like classes. like the 10th person who's brought this up to me. Yes. So five rhythms is, is a movement-based practice, and it's kind of like ecstatic dance. It's like kind of freeform, where you just like finally after your week have some space to shake it out. You can do that at home too, like just letting go. If you think about it, when all week did your body have any time to be outside of like this, walk like this, sit like this? Mm. It's so rigid, you know. And it's like if you want to get in the body and kind of release some of that, then you have to give yourself a space. Again, that means feelings might come up. So the thing is, and like, you might be dancing around at home. Like, oh, I haven't done this in years, you know? Oh, I'm so disconnected from my body. That might happen, and that's okay. It's totally okay. Just cry it out. It's better that than you get a disease, you know what I mean? Because like, you're so disconnected from your body yeah. that 10 years later, and, and it's funny, but it's true, you know? It's like the more that you can sometimes ignore what's happening in the body because we're living in the mind, 
then you it couldn't it can cause long-term effects you know and short-term effects are like anxiety depression can often be from like well i haven't really come home to this vessel to my heart to my hips to like what it means to be in here you want to cry do some pigeon posing that's true (laughs) though that is also like it's a structured kind of a thing yeah i want to see you like just like letting loose you know and just like Sure. Lifting well, legless, it up. throwing Full those goddess. around. Full yeah. goddess. Sure. <laughs> I have no idea what that would look like. <laughs> How do you stretch your hips and become a full ecstatic goddess? <sighs> I feel like it's like some hip circling. <laughs> to, to a song of your choice. Okay, great. Then you're then you're set. Love it. You're on the, yeah, I like Perfect. to put on a song and dance around. And if yeah. I'm really living my best, I do it on a daily basis. There you go. Just yeah. one song, and then yes. you can go about your day. Mm-hmm. I'll have to text my downstairs neighbor. If you want to like straddle the line between (laughs) the femininity and the (laughs) scheduling. There you go. No, you can schedule little chunks of like quiet time. You know, I think it was Brene Brown called it like white time or something and her schedule is just like empty in the Mm. calendar. Um, I try to do it. I try to do it often. I feel better if I have the space to just like let the fuck go without. um, Nature is huge. Going out and being in nature. I know we're in New York. It's a little bit harder. That's part of why I moved to LA. It was like, I just need to be outside. But, you know, if you can go sit in the park and like just like chill with a tree for a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's like the only way you can connect to the natural cycles of the earth. Are we doing that? Are we all getting out? New York? Yeah. You've got to get the chance to in order to go anywhere. There's no like hopping in your car, you're walking around. Right. So that was a silly question on my part. Continue. <laughs> no, it's a good question because I mean I don't. It doesn't quench my thirst to sit like in McCarran Park and be like ah, commuting with nature. <laughs> like it's just yeah, it doesn't work for me. But I need to like get get upstate or go to the beach or something like that. Um, I mean I love uh, psychedelic medicines because if I do some microdosing on mushrooms, it kind of pulls me into a surrender. And it's not that I do that every time I need to surrender, otherwise I'd just be um, always altered. But, you know, if you're anybody in here like cannabis, cannabis might be something that pulls you into that state. But, again, you don't want to become dependent on it, though that could be a part of your sort of greater practice. So plant medicine, yeah, all the things... The mushrooms, the marijuana, and the, the things ayahuasca. that are plants. Right. Those are all plants. Those correct? are plants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else is there? Well, I don't know if you're going to add like LSD or MDMA or something. Well, no. Definitely not plants. Those aren't plants. No, no. someone's making I those know in that. their bathtub in their basement. <laughs> Let's be real. But how do you incorporate the use of those things into your practice? Because I feel like I'm incorporating them into my practice, but I don't think it's the same thing. <laughs> Well, great, great question. So you 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 ha- you take it and you do the work. Okay. Ooh, scary. Yeah, you do mm. your work. So it's like, you know, it's the difference between like going internal and like meditating. You know, smoking, going inside, meditating. You know, spending some time on the truth. They're laying in your room, li- listening to some music, some mantras, whatever you want, but going inside and like checking things out. Like what's going on inside of me? What have I been avoiding? Uh, What kind of traumas or unresolved stories am I dealing with on a daily basis? That's the difference. And it's, I mean, you can use that stuff recreationally. At this point, I'm not allowed, like my system is like 
no. And like, I have to deal with whatever shit like I'm needing to process through. But you just create a safe container, set and setting, like, you know, make your bedroom really cozy, light a candle, light some incense. I mean, don't light a candle if you're gonna do like far out journeying and then you wake <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it safe. But yeah, making a safe, making a container, setting an amount of time. Like if you're going to engage with something ritualistically, sacramentally, so that you're creating intention around it, that could even be cacao. You know, cacao is actually a beautiful, heartwarming. Cho- it's chocolate, hot chocolate, but like the the heavy heavy one, the one um, that you can buy that's a little bit stronger. Yeah. Fall equinoxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any thoughts on? I know that there's a big proponent or component, is what I meant to say, um, with nature and, and, and honoring nature during this time of fall. Can you speak a little to that? Yeah, well, this is, I mean, the, the fall is the time of year where we're about to transition into death. You know, it's the season of death. It's the winter. It's like the end of the cycle. So fall is a time where it's like, we're, I know. Does that sound dramatic? I'm into it. <laughs> Sorry. Us? Dramatic? Never. I'm Pisces, and I love high drama. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Scorpio. I'm like, we're all going to die? What's <laughs> up? Let's do it. Fuck yeah. It's metaphorical. Okay, sorry. I forgot to mention that part. <laughs> right. So, yeah, this show just turns into, like, a ritual sacrifice. <laughs> we're in a basement. They got weird in that basement. Yeah. I don't know about those girls anymore. <laughs> yeah, so this time of year, it is, you know... If you think about it, we're going towards the darkness. We're going towards the days being shorter, and we're going towards things being darker um, externally. And that can reflect our internal state, not that we have to get darker, but that we look in the dark. So if you think about this time of year as like literally your the, the external leaves falling from the trees, which we get here in New York, which I've missed in LA the last three years, I'm like, ah. I don't. I wasn't getting it. It was just 65 and sunny all the time. It was just like I'm in Groundhog Day <laughs> every day. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it all I, blends together. Yeah, I need that release. So here in New York, it's like you get this like very clear release where it's like, okay, life changes. We change. We get older. We grow. We shed identities. We shed jobs. We shed lovers. Uh, we we burst through limitations that we never thought we could, and all of that we get to experience externally. So it's like, oh wow, the fall leaves are falling, parts of me are falling away always and always shifting. I'm gonna go more internal now. I'm gonna go a little bit more quiet, a little bit more internal after summer, which is like the height of the party. You know, it's like the most external, and now I'm gonna start to sort of begin my descent into my personal underworld, into the winter, into hibernation, into rejuvenation, into nesting, into quiet, into seeking answers from within. So, I mean, it's this, fall is magical for that time because when you go looking within, you're literally turning towards like that which is unseen, like the spirit world, the ethereal, the subtle, the magical. And that's, that is what we do when we kind of go in from the fall into the winter which the summer is kind of the opposite of that. It's like seeing and touching everything that is outside as the thing that is the most magical and fun. And that this part, and that's why Halloween and Day of the Dead are such, and Samhain and the paganism are such amazing little markers of this mark towards the internal and towards then the rebirth that will begin again. 
so fucking cool. I don't know why people don't think that's so cool. Is this so cool? Yeah, we get another chance. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I love that. <sighs> Instead, I grew up in a Christian place <laughs> in Georgia. <laughs> like, and that was not what I was taught, but... Is there some sort of suggestion you can give us for like a ritual at home mm-hmm. that could kind of honor this shift mm. in the season? Well, yeah, there's so and many. And our feminine spirit. Yeah. The first thing that I thought of, I think maybe it's because like we're all wearing like cute stuff. I was like, this is a big time to shift the wardrobe, you know? So that, I'll tell you some more deeper stuff too, but let's start, <laughs> let's start surface. This is a great time, yeah, to shift the wardrobe and consciously like think about um, how you are going to arrive to this party of fall, arrive to this moment. Um, and you can go through and, and consciously look at what what you're wearing, what you're bringing to this. I love that. I think fall is a, is a beautiful transition from the summer. Um, so I would say, like, to create a conscious shift between summer and fall for yourself, right? It kind of just happened, like, you grab a jacket and all of a sudden it's fall. But, like, creating a conscious shift. And you can also shift uh, your bedroom. You could shift something in your space. You could shift change your sheets into a new color. You could shift something if you have an altar, that's a very obvious one and an easy one to, if you even have just a meditation cushion in a place that you have some items, like you would shift it right now into something that works for the fall. I love doing all that. I kind of ritualized my life for many, many years. So it's like, oh yeah, of course, like I just have like a six foot snake skin that I just put in my room. Ah! (laughs) Okay, so. <laughs> They're like, huh? Um, okay. my, my inner witch just came out. Sorry. I know, but I'm obsessed with it. I feel like I helped facilitate this witchiness. You did. So Steph, Steph was my gateway drug into handling snakes. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> so there was an episode we did with London Angel Winters. Yeah. Season one. Mm-hmm. And Get on board with the seasons. London uh, does snake dancing, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. And snake work? More, so more she has that. four temple snakes, and they're snakes that are literally raised from babies to be loving and kind. I know that sounds weird. I didn't believe it either. I really didn't believe it. But I saw and I felt these snakes, and like the way that she would put it, one of the snakes on a woman, and the woman just start crying. I'd be like, what? And then it would happen again. The woman would just be like, ah. And then the next woman would be like orgasmic. And I was like, what? I'm serious. I'm not making this up. I couldn't make this up. No, I remember when she put it on me, I felt like a mom. You did? Yeah, it was like, oh my God, I want to love this thing as much as I've loved anything in my life. I peed with it on my back. <laughs> not like standing peeing, but like I went to the bathroom. I was like, I'm not taking this snake off my body. <laughs> but you never did the real ceremony with it. All right, right, guys, fine. But did you? No. No, no I didn't. Okay. okay. They live in Marina Del Rey, so that's just kind of too, too far for you. Yeah. You're missing your life changing, but whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I can't change my life if it's on the west side. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so the snake is a really, it's a beautiful symbol for transformation mm. and shedding and the fall. And, and you see it a lot around this time, just like if you're looking at any esoteric type of imagery. Um, so when I met these snakes, like, I formed a relationship. I had no idea that I would feel comfortable like having snakes on my body in a meditative space. I felt like that was crazy. I still think it's crazy. Sometimes I have dreams and I'm like, why did I do that? Why do I like that? Is, why did I get bitten? Could I get bitten next time? Like that stuff still comes up and I'm just like, I don't know why, but I really appreciate the snake as a very powerful feminine symbol. And then also physically they've, they've just, 
blown my mind, but that's a whole nother episode. That's a different episode. But yeah, changing your wardrobe, changing your altar, changing your bedroom, doing a little switch up for the seasons mm-hmm. are some good external things. Mm-hmm. And then internally, it's a good time to take, um, just evaluate and look back. Like, what happened this summer? Like, what things did I kind of come to fruition with? And now, where am I heading? What do I sort of need to release during this season before as I'm going into the winter? And it's also really fun to look at myths from this time of year. This is my favorite myth is Persephone and the pomegranate. And she like, anybody know that myth? Any Greek mythology? Okay. Um, and she goes down into the underworld and, um, and essentially faces her demons, you know, faces some shadows and says okay to spending half her life there. There's a lot more to the story than that, but it is a time where we might need to kind of have a look at some of our shadows, have a look at some of the things that summer doesn't really, it's not, not the time. Summer is not the time to like kind of do that deep digging usually. Though mine like to come visit me like, oh, whenever. <laughs> uh. Let's take a break and talk about one of our new partners. Let's do it, Steph. We have recently partnered with ShoeDazzle.com, and it's a very exciting website because you get all the hottest trends at 30% off their normal retail price. It is the club for the shoe obsessed. It's really crazy because they have literally every type of shoe you could ever imagine, including something I've long coveted, which is an over-the-knee, chunky-heeled boot. Hey, now. And I'm super stoked because I took a risk because the price point was so low. I was like, I can buy a shoe that I normally wouldn't have the balls to buy for fear of wasting. But now I can like experiment with styles because it's so budget friendly. And I got over the knee leopard print high heeled boots. Ooh! So stay tuned for me taking a fashion risk. I got and I know it's a shocker. Mm. An over the knee. Oh, wow. Boot. Oh, wow. In black. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know what? There's really something for every part of your personality yeah. here. Like, whether it be the classic black or the more wild print. They also have um, sweaters, jeans, sneakers, all different styles of boots, booties, high heels, pumps, whatever you need for any occasion. And I was just browsing the website and getting so stoked that, like, hey, I never normally have a pump, but now I can just go get one if I have an event, as opposed to being like, oh, I'm going to have to spend $120 on shoes. Nope. Not at Shoe Dazzle. Over at Shoe Dazzle, you can shop as a guest or become a VIP. And let us tell you, the VIP membership is by far the way to go. VIPs save 30% off most retail prices all day, every day, and get free shipping and free returns and get access to tons of their exclusive sales and perks. And I have to tell you, there is nothing I love more than like a late night online shopping deep dive. And Mm. I had so much fun on this website. So go to Shoe Dazzle, that's S-H-O-E-D-A-Z-Z-L-E dot com slash retrograde. And take the style quiz so Shoe Dazzle can personalize your shopping experience. And don't forget to select the VIP membership at checkout. It's a flexible membership, so each month you can choose to shop or skip. So that's ShoeDazzle.com slash retrograde. Sign up as a VIP and you will get 50% off your first order. Guys, go in. Have fun. I love it. We wanted to open it up to questions from the audience. And as Jamar pointed out, we've got four lighters. We had had four lighters. Um, We've got three lighters for um, the first three questions, and we'll find a fourth. Oh, I got it. Perfect. 
four lighters. So you can just come up to this mic right here. Is it better if I come around or should I? Whatever's in your heart. Are you guys comfortable coming up to us? Who's, what, what do you guys prefer? Do you want Steph to come to you? Okay. Oh, you are? Okay, good. Yes. Yay, hi. Come on down. I'm used to pushing through. It's the New York lifestyle. Say your lifestyle. name and your star sign. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Name, I'm star sign. Rina. Hi, um, Rina. My sun sign is Taurus. Moon sign is Libra and rising Scorpio. Um, you guys inspired me to look that up, so thank you. Cool. Um, but, so you're a life coach. It's something I've been thinking about doing for a long time. I've been a yoga instructor for like four years and recently... In the last two years, getting into tarot, I read it for my friends, and I just like to, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm a natural facilitator of, like, diving into those deep parts of yourself and just, like, owning it. Um, but, yeah, like you were kind of saying at the beginning, life coach is a weird term and weird to step into. Um, do you have any recommendations for how to make that transition from just, like, your personal journey to sharing it with others? And, yeah, what was that shift in your life like for you? It's a great question. Great, great, great one. Yeah, I've Thank never... <laughs> yeah, stay no, stay so we can talk. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I've never ever ever called myself a life coach, and I say that like, oh. yeah. but I, I say I do coaching work with people, healing work, mentorship work, um, and I think that the best thing to do, from my opinion and my journey, which is all I can kind of give, is to test out what you want to do with people because. When I did my first session, I had no idea, and I like laid this woman down, and I took her through this whole journey and this whole meditation and all this stuff, and it just started coming to me how I wanted to work with clients, um, and I needed to test it out on some people. So, I think before you just kind of make the leap, it's like feeling into what kind, what where you are led, what what you're good at mm -hmm. uh, with people one on one. So maybe that's not. Maybe you're more like I want to help people organize spreadsheets. I do not. I do not want to help people coach organize their life. Like I want them crying on the floor with me. <laughs> I want them it. moaning. <laughs> you know, like that's the kind of work I do. So I attract people that that are like ready to to crack open. Um, and if someone comes to me, and they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't really have a practice. I don't really know. I'm like, you're probably not the best client for me, but here's like three other people I know who are amazing and who will help you establish a meditation practice and blah, 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 help your nutrition. But it's not me. So I think finding what your strengths are and practicing them on people so that you can be the, the particular flavor of you. You know, you don't have to take that identity yet. You could say like you're doing some some coaching sessions or you're offering some one-on-one -on -one sessions to help people through ABC so that you don't have to necessarily just like step into that container quite yet or into that box but instead kind of feel it out yeah I love that was amazing advice I just have two quick follow-ups is did you get a certification anywhere or was it more yeah I was just feeling it out yeah. and like diving into what attracted I mean you. I did like six years of intense plant medicine ceremony. Okay. I've been meditating for 15 years. Yeah. I've done like 10 years of therapy. I've lived in like a commune in Italy, meditating caves. Like, so that was my school, you mm. know, like I worked at a strip club in New Mexico, made a film about it. Um, like that was school. Like, and I'm, I'm serious. Like you do, you learn about how to deal with humans by sitting in trucks with truckers, like I lived by the side of the road with homeless girls for another documentary. I, I shot in a morgue in Cuba. I went undercover in brothels for another documentary. Like that was school, you know, that's how I learned people, how I learned energy, how I learned the moment. But more than any of that, my personal practice, like whatever you're doing with others, you have to be a 
thousand trillion percent committed to within yourself because mm. you will be tested again and again whether you can hack it. And the people that you're, you're, they're entrusting their hearts and souls and journeys to you. So, you know, like, I don't fuck around. Like, people come to me and they've been through heavy trauma. Like, I have to be a thousand percent in integrity, in alignment, and real. Like, there's no bullshitting. Like, that's someone's, someone's heart and soul. So, that means I have to consistently show up and be present every day. And that means I have to face all my shit. And it's not easy. Like, the path of being a healer, coach, it just means that... There's really no off time, I mean, unless you do surface work, which is fine. People that just want to help you organize your spreadsheet, but that's not me. <laughs> just closing though, is that I love how your experience was your school. I feel like that totally goes with your femininity and your breaking of the structures and you don't need a school for it to be real to you. And yeah, I love yeah. that. You're Aww. living it. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Hi. Hi. What's your name? What's your sign? Savannah. Uh, A-S-L. <laughs> uh, I'm a Cancer Sun, a Taurus Moon, and a Sagittarius Rising. So. Cool. <laughs> well, first off, thank all of you, and thank you so much for sharing um, all of your wisdom. I was just curious, um, talking about plant medicine. I've done a lot of work myself with it, you know, for my own journey, but do you have any recommendations on wanting to bring your partner into that and mm -hmm. how, you know, because I'm not talking about the guy you meet two, you know, met yeah. two weeks ago, but like if you've been with someone for many years and you really want to yeah. share, you know, share some of that. Yeah, that's such a, such a good question. Um, and I think it applies to not only, not only plant medicine, could be meditation, could be anything, right? You're in a partnership with someone and you start to awaken or you start to grow, you start to expand, do your healing. And then what? Like, what do you do with that person? And I've had some great clients who have gone through massive awakenings with me. And they're like, what do I do with my boyfriend? <laughs> and it's beautiful. One of my clients, uh, she brought her boyfriend to her ne a ceremony. And she was like, look, I'm on this path, dude. Like, I'm either going to speed the fuck past you or you're going to come with me. And, you know, we worked on how to talk to him in a way that was, like, really loving and more of an invitation rather than a bossing him and saying, like, if you don't meditate, like, then fuck you, you know? But instead, like, this would, this would feel really loving to me. Would you consider coming to a ceremony with me or consider doing one on your own. So think about depending what kind of medicine you're sitting with, like ayahuasca is not really a couple's experience. Like you're internal in your own vibe. Uh, it can actually sometimes be distracting to have someone you love across the circle from you because you're worried about them. It might be good for them to go and do it their own on a weekend and then have their own integration and then there is this commonality between you or it can be beautiful to do it together as well. Um, I think that you have to be honest about this stuff. Like, if you're expanding, the last thing you want is to stop expanding and stop growing because your partner can't hack it and can't can't meet you there. Like, how sad is that? You know, that you thwart your own process. But we do that because what is at stake is losing love. And that's, like, the high <coughs> currency. And so, you know we do it even subconsciously where we're like, okay, I don't want to get too weird. I don't want to do that, you know? So it's like, how do you create an invitation that's not at your own personal expense, you know, to, to abandon your work, but that's not all, also pushing them because that doesn't work, especially if you're in a heterosexual relationship. Um, it doesn't work necessarily to push men and be like, go, go, you need this. You're not waking up fast, you know? That's like, 
that's you'll stop having sex, you know, he'll hate you. Um, the polarity will be gone. So it's like, how can you create a loving, open-hearted, kind invitation and be like, this is really important to me? Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Savannah. That's a great question. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And it applies to meditation or whatever, you know, it's like, you don't have to get your boyfriend or girlfriend to be into the exact same stuff as you. And, and it's, it's great that they're not, honestly, to have some separation. And also, you cannot ignore that if you're on a path to awakening and healing and your partner isn't, that at some point it won't be aligned. You know, it's definitely an important uh, thing to acknowledge. Hi, Hi. I'm Meredith. Hi, Meredith. Um, I'm a Leo. That's all I know. <laughs> but I know that I'm a Leo through and through, which actually makes sense with my question. Um, so I am someone who's like a summer worshiper and the idea of fall and then winter coming is like anxiety for me. And I like was just wondering if what your tips are for that for someone. Cause I know you give a lot of good like ritual stuff, but it just, it's the worst feeling for me. So I like New York a lot, but it's hard. Yeah. Well, that makes sense for Leo. You're, if you're ruled by the sun, you know, that like the lack of sun, the loss of sun would be pretty devastating internally. Um, so, you know, on the surface, get one of those like little lights that uh, those, what are they called? Those, you know, yeah, those happy lamp. Get a happy lamp. If you're in a pinch, go to the tanning bed. I mean, but that's so that's the external, right? right? Yeah. But but internally, it's like actually looking at where am I avoiding? the shadows in myself like where am I afraid to look out in my own darkness and knowing that it's totally we all have darkness we all it's okay it's beautiful accepting our dark parts accepting our broken parts not being afraid to look at them is so important otherwise we're not whole we're sort of a halfsy two-dimensional us you know of just the light right so I recommend you know doing that with a healer a coach therapist also, just in your own journey, writing, journaling, like, what parts of myself do I not know and I'm afraid to actually look at? Or what dark things, you know, dark or painful things might have happened that I'm not quite acknowledging? Because it's that turn from the external sun to the internal moon that can be frightening. Like, I mean, the ocean, think about how frightening it is to go to the bottom. We have no fucking clue what's down there. We are that. We're so, we're, there's a lot going on. A lot of people would prefer to stay on the surface, prefer to stay external. And, you know, but if you have a calling to a little bit deeper life, then go for it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Nice meeting you all. Thank you. Good one. Hey. Hi, I'm Hi. Diana. I'm an Aquarius sun, a Taurus moon, and a Libra rising. Um, what do you have to say to someone? I'm sure you hear all the time, like, I'm not, like, I'm nonstop. I don't have time to set aside for myself. I have an hour commute. I love my job. I'm working towards a goal of moving to LA. So I feel like, like I work through my lunch break. I have a Saturday morning shift too. So I'm doing all things to pursue my goal. But like I get home, I live with my parents. They drain the life out of me. But yeah, no, like love them, but Italian families like, uh. so <laughs> um, I feel like I just, the second I get in my bed, like I'm done. So I feel like I don't have the time to take for myself. Yeah. That's, you know, it's a tough one. I mean, there's definitely periods of my life where I've been like, okay, just keep your nose to the grindstone and accomplish the thing and just get through it. But if you do that for too long yeah. without nourishing, you might like, you know, kind of 
face plant and that's never pretty and then you kind of like oh fuck now my goal is going to take double because I didn't stop to take care of myself along the way Um, so even taking 15 minutes in the morning to meditate 10 minutes at night 10 minutes for a salt bath whatever you need to do like I mean, those things to me are essential, and I would rather not be bringing like a shitty level of presence to to my life mm-hmm. because I'm not doing any self care or practice. Like to me, then it's like, what's the point, you right. know? So I would ask yourself that: like, where am I sacrificing my relationship to my whole reality because I'm going too fast and I'm not stopping and I'm not taking care? Mm-hmm. Um, and where can I afford myself these spaces to slow down? Because we all can, you know. It yeah. just takes adjustment. It's like okay, well, during this time I'm in med school, maybe I I have to wake up at 5 a.m. to meditate. Maybe I don't really have a social life during this time, or I only have one night a week that I socialize. But finding a structure that works, Mm -hmm. that is nourishing to you, so that, yeah. I was going to ask, for their commute, are you driving, or are you taking the train? Yes, I live in Jersey, so. (laughs) I see, because I was going to say, if if you're doing the train, maybe there's a, a mindfulness practice you could weave in mm-hmm. to that experience exactly yeah and, and maybe you could see if there is, i don't know if there's a train that you can take instead no. of drive no no, <laughs> no. It's yeah so, listen yeah. to podcasts yes yeah but even like 10 minutes here or there or five minutes it really can make a difference like yeah. a five minute kundalini breath work that you just pop on youtube mm-hmm. it totally reset your system you know oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah, I think finding some of those little mini rituals and practices to add some intentionality and just some nourishment to you will yeah. will shift it up. Thank you. Yeah, so you're welcome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. We've got time for one more, and that's perfect because here you are. Hi, I'm Emily. Um, Hi, Emily. I'm a Taurus. Um, awesome. Same. Oh, nice. Um, okay, so for the past twelve years, I've been doing everything like doing ayahuasca. I've pro- practice Buddhism, chanted, meditated, and now I'm kind of experiencing spiritual burnout, and I'm just wondering if you've ever dealt with that and how to kind of deal with it, because I'm just, now I feel like I've felt everything, and I'm a little numb, so. Yeah, that's a really good point, like, and, and, you know, I haven't dealt with that, but I've had a client who I've been watching recently, and I'm like, oh God, oh God. She's like, I'm going to breath work tomorrow. I'm going to tarot this Sunday. I'm going to this. And I'm just like, no, don't do it. And I told her, I'm like, slow down. Because you need time to integrate everything, you know, otherwise it's sort of coming from that same. So, okay, so you already are at that point. So, I mean, this to me would be the time of just like, yeah, put away all the practices, except the things that you really, like maybe the simplest meditation or simplest journaling. I would say, and just like rest, have more fun, have more fun, dance. Steph and I experienced this. I think after two years of doing our show, we were like, we tried everything. We were like all in on so many different things, and then we were both like, stop doing everything. Yeah, and just kind of start to um, find the things that we like gradually decided to pick back up. And and a big thing that we've learned throughout all the work we've done is that. You know, it's fun to build your own toolkit and understand what works for the time that it works and to really be able to just tap into your inner knowing. And then right now it seems like your inner knowing is like, I'm good with everything. And like, that's good. Yeah. And don't feel guilty for like having fun and doing stuff that you've previously looked at as like not part of your like growth. Mm. Because 
real life is part of your growth just as much as like meditating or any of these things if you're not like in the world enjoying your life then what the fuck is the point of doing it in the first place true yeah kind of dancing like being silly making out like tickling <laughs> yeah like, seriously this stuff is so important and being dumb yeah i make sure that i'm doing all that stuff yeah like I mean, if you watch my Instagram stories, I'm like really ridiculous most of the time on there because I don't want to take myself seriously, mm-hmm. and I don't like. It's so important to be able to let go all all of it and to still feel good. Yeah, and then you really learn what's actually serving you and what's because yes. you're a Taurus too, so you're gonna be like, I'm working on it <laughs> <laughs> like all and the time. You feel like work. Yeah, and I'm just like, burnt yeah, out a just bit. stop. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that good advice? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a really good question because yeah. you do get overwhelmed. I remember when we got, we got super overwhelmed and then we were like getting interviewed for something and they were like, so what are you guys doing? Like, what's your biggest wellness tip? And we were like, drink water. Like, we had, like nothing. <laughs> Breathing and drinking like, water. Like, yeah. yeah, it just gets like fucking exhausting. Yeah. So yeah. don't put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah, you got dance, it. Dancing thanks, and kissing. Yeah. Dancing and kissing and chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like what's yeah. the solve to being too spiritual? Make out with somebody. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, that's what I've asked people. When's the last time that you had a good make out session? Yeah. You know? Great yeah, question. A, a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because Tonight's the night, honey. <laughs> <laughs> We're really excited for you. Thank Sorry you. we don't have a lighter. We don't have a lighter. Do you want a drink ticket? It might help your make out. But, yeah. There you go. You're welcome. Um, we do have, for the whole audience... Ooh, this is fun. Our friends, You've, if you listen to the show, you've heard us discuss this. Part of our big wellness uh, repertoire mm-hmm. is Shape House Infrared Sweats. Oh. We tried them here in New York City. Yes. They are giving away... A hundred free sweats. Whoa, whoa. If you mention that's so retrograde in New York City. Okay, but here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. Highly, highly recommend going ASAP. Booking. Because this episode's going to air next week and they're gonna be eligible too, but they weren't here. So <laughs> you guys deserve it first. So go soon. And they have four or five locations here in New York. Yeah. Um, we, we did we Google it? We looked it up, and we I don't forgot. have the sheet of paper good, with me. Good, good, But um, it's so much fun. They wrap you up in a little burrito. You lay horizontal. Your body temperature rises as you binge watch something on Netflix. So it's what else can we ask for? It's much the best thing in the world. It's wonderful. Yeah. You get one, too. I'm going. Yeah, awesome. perfect. So New York City. Wow. Center Woo! of the universe. Time for shitty. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure they can't get worse. <laughs> Oh my God, they're quoting friends (laughs) all day, every Every day. day. This Uh, was so amazing. Thank you so much, Alexandra. I'm so happy to be back. Thank you so much. The work you're doing is so important. If we all just do a little bit at a time, we'll all live our best life eventually. Absolutely. Thank you. And everyone, give it up for Jamar Neighbors. He's not here, but... Really bringing the laughs. Uh Give it up for Stephanie Simbari, everybody. We are this whole this whole thing has been just a major rose. No thorns. No thorns. Um, all the pizza we're gonna eat also a rose. I'm wearing spanks. I don't care. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. We're gonna be upstairs. Come say hi and thank you all again so much for having us. We Namaste really appreciate listening. it. Thank you. 
Want to give love again to Skinny Dipped Almonds for being the official snack of That's So Retrograde live in New York City. Head over to SkinnyDip.com and use promo code SoRetro for 20% off your first order. Namaste snacking. Yes, That's So Retrograde!